is Dot Eco Secrets, the podcast. My name is Jennifer, and you are listening to episode six, The Power of Patience. So today is a little different because I'm kind of considering it a rambling. Um, I have no show notes or anything, which is completely off of what I usually do uh, because I like to stay organized and I want to make sure I don't, well, ramble. Um, so I missed hosting last week's episode because I was in Ottawa, and, um, uh, for those who may not be aware, so I was from Ottawa, I've lived there most of my life, um, I moved to Victoria, BC last May, end of May, and, uh, this was the first time going back after a year or so, and I, uh, I went for my, uh, grandfather's memorial, which is fine. Um, we had a nice time, um, but I decided to utilize having my, um, my, my plane ticket to, you know, get some work done while I'm at it. So, combination of this being, um, go over to clients' homes, I got some work done for them, um, met up with uh, Kat, so it was also nice to see some family. It wasn't too much of a social visit in terms of friends, and I made that very clear to them. Um, so, the rambling today um, is actually about my flight home. So, I've flown a lot in my life, and I enjoy flying. Um, I've always flown economy, uh, because I don't have the money for business, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, no problem, no worries. It's it's usually a decent time. Um, but I had, for the first time ever, a really... Uh, I'm trying to think of a... Okay, so... <laughs> fucky? <laughs> time? <laughs> um, it, it was certainly interesting, and the one thing I have to say is I was glad I was alone for it. Um, that I didn't have to worry about other people or be of concern that they're not having a good time that, you know, anyway, okay. So let me just start at the beginning. Um, I had, okay, so my trip, my flight to Ottawa was pretty much flawless. And of course I had it in my head like, oh, well that's nice. That should be good on the way back. No, no, quite the opposite. Um, so I... <sighs> had a flight booked from Ottawa to Toronto, and then pretty much no time in between uh, from Toronto to Victoria. For some reason, I thought I had a couple of hours layover, but um, when I looked a little more carefully at my ticket and flight um, itinerary, I noticed that there was, like, no room for mistake. Well, board my plane in Ottawa, um, I look out the window, and I see these really strange black clouds coming in, and I was like, oh, those look very interesting clouds, and they really were very odd, kind of striking cloud shaped. Anyway, suffice to say, about two minutes later, it was torrential downpour, and, um, our pilot, like, and we were seconds away from taking off. <laughs> so, pilot comes on and uh, he's like, yeah, so uh, we're grounded, obviously, because it's pouring rain out and uh, there's actually tornado warnings. And, you know, it's, it's very interesting because my life in Ottawa, I've never really come across 
um, tornado warnings. Uh, I think there's been a couple of like minor ones, uh, earthquakes, yes, but like tornadoes, really? Um, but then since I've left, there've been like a bajillion of them. There was like three wacko ones last October that like destroyed homes and everything. It's, it's, it's crazy. Anyway, so it turns out we were pretty much in the eye of it. Um, it was really, really bad and we were stuck on the tarmac for easily 40 minutes. Uh, before finally it let up enough just to, the uh, captain was like, let's get out of here. <laughs> it was kind of sunny, but it was still kind of rainy. Anyway, so um, we, we took off, we flew, uh, landed in Toronto, okay. Um, but everybody on the flight was freaking out for one because we were 40 minutes late, therefore... There was a lot of us who missed our connection. Now, I've been very lucky in the past. I've never missed a connection before because usually there's a few hours in between that if even if there is a delay, I'm usually pretty good at catching it. Um, and you know what? Even on my, my wait there, despite it being flawless, um, I landed. So it was the, the flight there. Sorry, I'm kind of getting off track here. But uh, it was... Victoria to Calgary and then Calgary to Ottawa and I literally stepped off the plane in Calgary and then I saw that they were boarding like 50 feet up ahead so I just kind of ran over and boom off I went so again another really tight um tight timeline for that one but anyway but this just kind of goes to show that there's there's no room for error here right so I first off I like booked it off the plane because they're like, oh, you have to go to customer services. Nobody had any answers. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go find customer service and I could walk faster, heck of a lot faster than most of these people. So I like bolted it out of the terminal, um, went over to, uh, well, in the Toronto uh, Pearson Airport. Uh, oh, goodness. I've forgotten the name of the airport. <laughs> anyway. Um, it, it's, uh, D20 is the gate, basically, and, uh, the lineup was not that bad, but obviously it was taking a little while to push through the customers, so I ended up waiting about an hour, um, and there was these people behind me, oh, God, I don't handle negative Nelly people very well, people who are overly pessimistic and whiny, and I'm like... Just, I, you know, I kept to myself, didn't say anything, and I was just kind of poking my way through. Like, I, it's one of those, you know what, life happens, shit happens, it was crappy weather, it's nobody's fault, it's a little annoying that nobody had any answers yet, but you know what, we'll figure it out when we figure it out. I'm pretty blasé about it. But these folks behind me were <laughs> blaming it on weird things, and, um... So I found out that the air, yeah, the airport for Montreal, Ottawa, and Toronto were all uh, grounded, and had like a what our pilot called it uh, a red alert or something like that, and so it meant that a lot of people missed their flight. So they were going on endlessly about what are they gonna do for us and blah blah blah. And I don't know. Um, so they were trying to figure out other people in line like where are you going and what flight did you miss and blah 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 and, and 
I was finding out that I was the only, like, Canadian. Everybody was going to the States or international. And then I started to wonder, like, am I in the right lineup, <laughs> even? Like, is there more than one customer service station that I just don't know about? Because, for those who don't know, this, they have the customer service, and then they're, it's at the same spot where they have the, what do they call it, connections E and F which are international. So it's at that same spot. So basically right next to the desk is an escalator to go up for the connections to international. But, so it has that, but there is a sign like for customer service that says um, connections D, which is domestic, and then E and F, uh, which are um, the states or international. Uh, so I was like, okay, well the sign here has D, but I, I had no idea that there was an escalator and behind the, the wall here next to the desk. It's a weird layout, but anyway. So all I have is this giant E, connections E and F, and I was like, so is this for non-Canadian flights? I'm like, oh no, there must be a section for domestic. So, dumbass me gets out of line. <laughs> to go and walk around. The other thing is, is I was kind of thinking to myself, like, oh, maybe, maybe the line will get shorter or something like that. Like, I'll let, I'll let some people go through. Maybe I'll go get something to eat. You know, like that kind of mentality about it. Um, so I walked all the way down to the end of the terminal. And it was a Air Canada, which is who I was flying with. And I was like, hey, so customer service down at D20, is that the only, the only option? I'm like, so I kind of very quickly explained it, and she's like, yeah, that's your only one. I'm like, cool. <laughs> now apparently there's also these white phones you can call and kind of rebook your flight that way, but I couldn't find any. I just kept finding information station ones, so that was a little confusing. Although you can apparently call, but um, as I found out later, people were on the phone for easily two hours. And most of the time still required you to go through customer service in order to establish where your luggage was and all this. So, you know, to me it's like, what's the point, right? Anyway, so lady tells me, yeah, no, you got to go back in that line. And I go back and it's like five, six times longer than when I got in it. And it wasn't moving. The time it took from me to get out of line and go over to, you know, I was probably about half an hour maybe dinking around and I was going to go eat, but when I saw this line, I was like, ah, oh, maybe I shouldn't. Um, and it had moved like maybe three feet, like two or three people at most during this time. It was a little outrageous. There were also only, um, like, two customer service reps at that time, and I felt really bad because, so I, I landed at, now that I've had time to think about it, uh, at like 8.30 p.m. So at this point, we're approaching close to 10 p.m. They're not expecting this. It's not Christmas time. There's no snow. You know, yeah, rain happens, but not this, not this bad to the point where, you know, three airports have to shut down, right? So 
<laughs> these poor Air Canada people are like, what do we do? And, you know, throughout the night they would constantly switch shifts and some would come, some would go and like some were trying to go either for a break or to go home or whatever and then yet they'd still get like an endless five, six people like stopping them within about 10 feet like, answer my question, answer my question and I just felt awful for them. And, and that's coming from someone who's worked in retail because I have to like bolt it for like 40 feet if I want to go to the bathroom, you know, like that kind of thing. And there was some, some um, reps who were just blatantly rude, and I kind of don't blame them. <laughs> like, you know, and even if the, like, even if the passenger was actually kind of nice about it, they were just like, I, I am effing done with this, and I totally don't blame them. So, I get back in line, and I'm... Dreading how long this is gonna take and thankfully my phone uh, had a decent charge in it um, And I tried not to use it too much, but I did have to text to let people know what, what was going on and I um, You know some time goes by I befriend the people in front and behind me. <laughs> I had a um, very lovely lady from Georgia who was with me um, she had her daughter like a young child and she had a bunch of friends with her too, but she was like the representative. She, she stood in line for everybody, which was kind of nice. Um, her child, her daughter was uh, very happy and uh, hyper, so she made for very lovely entertainment for a while. Um, then I had a, a lady, she's from Ottawa, but was flying to LA to her husband because they both have to live separately I'm assuming for work um, so they were flying to LA and she had her son who was about the same age as the other little girl probably about seven or eight and uh, he continuously sang let it go on repeat so that got a little annoying after a while but he was a good kid overall um, one thing is I'm really glad that the kids in this whole lineup were actually decent like they I didn't there was no giant outrage there was no fights you know what I mean like it was all pretty tame um there was also an older gentleman named Terry he became my bestie anyway I'll, I'll get into that in a minute <laughs> um he uh he he came from uh, Budapest uh, and he's been flying for the last 24 hours or something ridiculous, and Vancouver is his uh, home stop. And uh, there was also a few other uh, honorable mentions. There's the lady with the mask um, that I'm calling her. She, uh, she's European um, and had a, uh, you know, like when you're sick and so you go around and wear the mask on your face or whatever, like the dust mask kind of thing. So she had one of those on. And uh, there was a dad, young dad, with his son, but his son must have been so tired because he was sleeping up against the wall. Um, and, and periodically he, well, actually, for the most part, he actually laid with his son, like just sat there, but kind of had a reserved spot in behind Lady with the mask. Um, and there was another one. Oh, she was trying to get to London, like Ontario. I don't know why she was flying. I didn't realize they had 
Like, why don't you just drive there? But okay, like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, whatever. Um, so we, we all kind of swapped stories and all shared our own similar frustration, but holy smokes, a heck of a lot better um, energy than my first group. Um, so about... What, okay, so 10, maybe about 12... Yeah, but we're around. Sorry for the. I'm just thinking now. Uh, probably closer to midnight. Anyway, the child on the wall suddenly barfs, just yarks everywhere, and apparently there was some diarrhea involved. I chose not to see that. <laughs> um, people were grabbing paper towel and. The Air Canada staff were trying to help out. They ended up calling uh, the paramedics because they were trying to figure out what was going on. And thankfully, Dad uh, found they they kind of like bumped him up the line, found some booking for him, and off they went. So that was I'm happy for them. Um, London was kind of making a bit of a stink because there was one last flight for the night, and she was like desperate to try and jump on that. Um, so. There was a rep that eventually kind of came around, and so she, you know, was one of those like, hey, I need to talk to you, like, now. And so she kind of stood for another 20 minutes following, and then somebody came around and took her away to go um, board that flight. Um, one thing that was a common frustration for us was that there was no triage. Like, no, no announcements, no no communication. Nobody knew why they were there. Nobody knew that they were like, are we in the right line? What is happening? If you have a flight going to here, go over here. You know what I mean? Like, what about the luggage? You know, just simple things like that. Um, there was an announcement like at, I don't know, 1am about something flight related, but at this point we had already figured that out. So it was just a little refreshing that nobody kind of just, even just shouting it down the line. Because <laughs> I see that at Via Rail all the time, and, and that works out. It's like, okay, good enough for me, thanks. You know, that's all I needed to know. Very simple. And so, you know, people are a little aggravated because of that. The staff's getting really tired, and rightfully so. And of course, they're trying to, trying to jam people into you know, already overbooked flights, you know, as soon as possible, people are now delayed. Also, Canada Day long weekend, not that it, that applies for everybody, but, you know, it, get, it does get a little busy. Um, so, eventually, there was, okay, so, I lied, there was, there was an incident where this girl with, who, Kind of looked like she was homeless, but I know she's not. She's just like one of those travelers. Uh, came busting through, butting everybody. Just like went straight for the desk and just like made a giant fuss about my flight's booking now, like boarding now. Uh, this is the only time I can go, you know, like that kind of thing. And lady with the mask, she, <laughs> girl had some balls. <laughs> She was our um, advocate, I suppose, for standing up for, you know, just 
wait your turn kind of mentality. So uh, she ran over to her and was just, just gave her a piece of her mind like, these people have been waiting for hours to be served. You have no right to go in. And so, of course, this lady, like the, the young lady was like, well, they're, book they're boarding now. And I, I, I went to the gate and nobody's there. You know, so she kind of made a bit of a stink that way. And then a, another, like, a Air Canada rep not at helping customers at the desk kind of came over and he escorted her. So, boom, off they went. Um, so, more time went by. Um, people were starting to get, like, people were actually in a decent mood to begin with, surprisingly. But obviously as the night wore on, um, people were starting to get a little antsy and restless and I mean we were all tired and hungry. Granted there was one lady who came around with like a bag of candy and was like, here, here's some little sugar and like she was just a passenger and like super chill and I was like, oh this is awesome. Um, and uh, people were getting booked and we moved around and stuff like that. Um, we... Uh, <laughs> So we were keeping an eye on the uh, the board that had all of the flights going out uh, for the evening and just watching the list get smaller and smaller and smaller and it was very sad and Terry and I were particularly sad because there was a flight going out to Vancouver that night like supposedly at midnight but we're like yeah no we're gonna be in this lineup for another like two hours or something like that um, so of course we missed it so we approached the line uh like there are people sleeping in the lineup at this point like and it it hasn't gotten any shorter that's the crazy thing it it, it in fact it got longer since i kind of poked my head around and and just to see you know the <laughs> the lineup and it was just outrageously long i'm like holy smokes like at that point, I had been in line for, well, in total, I was in line for about four hours. So I can only imagine how much longer those people had to wait, especially as staff was starting to go, you know, starting to leave and nobody was replacing them. And so finally, um, our group were close enough anyway, where we can hear and see what's happening at these booking stations. and. I felt really bad because there was a family, husband, wife, uh, child probably around six or seven, and then a baby. And they were flying to, I don't know, somewhere in Europe. And that was their vacation. And they were stranded in Toronto for two days. They couldn't get a single booking for two days. And the late and so oh <laughs> here's the kicker Air Canada and and I totally understand where they're going with this but like it hurts nonetheless so Air Canada will offer hotel vouchers and stuff like that for anybody with mechanical issues so the people the people who, who were from Montreal legitimately had mechanical issues um, before they hit the weather too but then anybody who was stuck with the weather are given nothing. So you're like totally S SOL if you w were stuck in Toronto for two days and, you know, <laughs> like that kind of thing. So, of course, 
the the wife is just like livid. She's losing her mind. Oh well, what do you expect me to do in Toronto for two days? Oh, do you not have any friends or family? No, I don't have any friends and family here in Toronto. I don't live here. I don't care about Toronto. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> she's like, I just want to go. Hey, like now, like she's like. I expect reimbursement on the two days in my hotel at this place or whatever. And they're like, yeah, I know we don't do that. And like, she just continuously, like, she was like, that lady alone took up like an hour with one lady. That was kind of annoying. <laughs> um, so Georgia got figured out. So that was nice. I mean, they were all kind of singles. So it wasn't that big of a deal. They could just spread themselves out on the plane and, uh, um, the child, I think they were going to move somebody, like another passenger, just like switch them, just to make sure that mom and daughter can sit together. Um, uh, and then it was, my, ooh, ooh, I forgot to mention, um, so the lady to LA, she actually, okay, so she actually somehow managed to get her flight already rebooked, um, Oh, she got, sorry, sorry, I'm totally backtracking here for a second. So she, her flight already, like, rebooked her by the time she got off the plane. They're like, oh, your new flight is at this time at this gate, blah, blah, blah. But it wasn't until the following night. So let's say, hypothetically, it's 10 p.m. She found out that her next flight isn't until, like, 6.30 p.m. the following day. She's like, that sucks, but Toronto's not that big of a deal to me. Um... The reason why she was in line was because she didn't know what was happening to her luggage or where it was or anything like that. So she was gonna she took the chance though to leave security to go find her luggage. Um and we hadn't seen her since, so <laughs> we hope that she made it okay. So there was that. And uh yeah, London she she made her way out. So it was just me, Georgia and Terry. By the end of all this, I kind of made a, and then there was none kind of joked myself, but I'm just lame. So anyway, going back, um, so Georgia got herself figured out and then, so it was my turn and I got, so I got a lady who she's like, she looked, oh my God, first off. Okay. So it was like almost two 30 in the morning at this point. And she looked at me and she was tired. Like beyond tired and I felt horrible and she just looked at me and she's like you're my last passenger I said okay <laughs> thanks <laughs> and and at this point you know what I was still very blase about it I I'm not angry about anything like frustrated sure but like I can't blame anybody it's nobody's fault you know all I can do is just be nice to the lady and that's it and so she she's like okay so you're my last passenger and um, I don't know what I can do to help you, but I'm going to try. And they all said that. I noticed that they all said, I don't know what I can do to help you, but I can try. And I was like, hmm, interesting disclaimer, but okay, I got it. I got you. I got you. Um, so I found out that she doesn't do bookings, like, ever. She's, like, very rarely. In, and she's like, and in an instance like this, where they need a body. And I was like, oh, I gotcha. Um, so she asked where I was going. I'm going to Victoria. She's like, okay, there's one flight at 9.45 a.m., okay, and she's like, there's one seat left. I'm like, okay. I'm like, she's like, do you want it? I said, well, 
yes, I said, but I know that there's a few flights um, to Vancouver prior to that. Would, like, would it be faster? Um, is Or is there an opportunity for it to be faster if I flew to Vancouver and then from Vancouver to Victoria? She's like, no. I'm like, all right, land me in for the Victoria then. It's all good. She's like, okay, cool. So at this point, she wasn't really sure what to do next so she asked the lady next to her who kind of just came in and thankfully this lady knew what she was doing so that was nice and i'm sorry i have to take a sip of my drink here i didn't want to pause anything i just wanted to like go um and uh so she's like okay so and then they were talking about like cabin code name numbers or something letters and they're like oh she's in code uh cabin j i'm like all right what a and uh, so they printed off the ticket, all's good, and so the lady's like, oh, okay, so um, are you familiar with where the Maple Leaf Lounge is? And I was like, hmm, a lounge? Nice. And she's like, yeah, you've, we've uh, upgraded you uh, to business, uh, yeah, to business coach, whatever, first class, basically. <laughs> um, and I was like, oh, sweet. I'm like, never flown business class before, so this is kind of nice. And then the uh, the lady who was helping me at first, her, like, face went white. <laughs> and I was like, she's just like, oh, no. <laughs> and then me and the, the other lady were just, like, staring at her, like, what? <laughs> Please tell us. <laughs> this is not the time for oh, no's. She's like, oh, I made a mistake. I'm like, oh, no. And she's like, I'm, I meant, I meant cabin Y. And so apparently Cabin Y is economy. So the one seat she was referring to was in economy, which then leads me to presume that there was obviously a seat available in business as well. I paid for economy. I should have had the economy seat. And and then so the uh, the lady who, the uh, her name is Vanessa. So anyway, the lady who knew what she was doing, she she kind of looked at me and saw, saw my face like, oh, <laughs> slight disappointment, but like, not that picky either. I just want to go home. And she's like, well, it wouldn't be fair for me to take this away from you after, you know, starting to go through this with you and printing out your ticket already. Um, hang on. Let me, let me talk to my manager. And I was like, okay. Um, and so the other lady was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I'm like, I said, well, okay, like, where is the seat in economy anyway? She's like, background, I'm like, yeah, I can't do that. And, and like, I'm like, I, I mean, it's one of those, I will if I have to. I said, but I, I pay extra, like, you know, when you, if you've, if you've flown before, when you book your ticket online, you pay for your, your flight or whatever, and then it offers you an upgrade to pay to pick your seat. That's what I do. I'm like, I pay an extra $20 each flight or whatever back and forth so I can pick my seat because if I'm I've flown in the very back before and I can't stand it it makes me really sick I get really bad motion sickness so I found that the best position for me is over the wing like right behind emergency basically so I pick so I pay to to be able to pick my spot and then also that adds, adds a layer of like security for me so I know where my spot is. So it was like, uh, like it puts me in a bit of a tough spot too because I'm like, I mean, I'll fly economy, but you did just dangle a business class, you know, free upgrade to me, <laughs> you know. Um, 
So and she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, no, nah, man, you know what? It is what it is. Um, if, if that's if that's what I have to do, then that's fine. I, as I said, I just want to go home now. <laughs> um, so Vanessa gets off the phone with um, Boss Man and she looks at me and she's like, well, they're letting you keep it. And I said, oh, thank everything. <laughs> um, it was really, really nice. So she walked me through it a little bit more because I still had no idea. And they're like, yeah, okay. So they're like, oh, are you going to leave the airport? I'm like, no, because it's like 2.30 in the morning. My flight's at 10. So what, I leave an airport for like sleep for two hours in a hotel like you know what I mean like none of that none of it makes sense um so they're like oh okay well there's this area um over by one of the terminals I guess um where people are kind of hiding out in a way and I was like cool all right tell me where that is and the <laughs> um so if I've been somewhere and you tell me yeah I want to go over here I'll get you there but you try and describe me a place I've never been, forget about it. They're like, oh, and then you want to go up this escalator and down that hallway and then turn right. And then you want to go all the way down to gate 15 or something like that. And I was like, yeah, you lost me at escalator. <laughs> so I was looking a little dumbfounded at them. I'm like, I said, oh, man, I'll just, I'll just wander around and figure it out. And they're like, oh. So the lady who's, uh, who helped me initially, she's like, you know what? I'm, I'm leaving now. Um, I'll just take you. And I was like, okay, that's awfully nice of you. <laughs> I'm like, are you sure? She's like, it's all, she's like, honestly, it's on my way. I'm like, all right, then sounds good. So I was done, went off to the side, um, and, uh, just waited for her. Terry, um, managed to land himself a nice 8 a.m. flight to Vancouver. So I was really happy for him. And, uh, he came over to see me afterwards and we were comparing notes and <laughs> um and I looked out I said this lovely lady is gonna take us to the gate and he's like okay like I'm gonna follow along because like what else do you know we decided we were gonna hang out for the night <laughs> he was kind of like my um like he could be my grandfather you know like that kind of thing but he was so so nice and so she uh and people still tried to stop her and were like, go away, go. This lady wants to go home. <laughs> Leave her alone. <laughs> um, so she walked us through the process. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to have to leave the airport terminal and then you're going to have to go through security again in the morning. And I'm like, boo earns, but okay, I guess. So we left. She showed us where Tim Timmy's being the only... Um, place left open in the entire airport, I think, that or Subway. Somebody said something about Subway, and I'm like, at three in the morning, I do not need Subway in my life, thank you. And um, and then where this fancy hangout spot was. Okay, cool. So off she goes, and then Terry and I decide to go. Uh, so I see what they, um, I was so glad, so, so glad she showed us where these things were, because I was like, I looked at Tara like, dude, I don't know about you, but I would not have found this on my own. <laughs> so, you had to go exit security into like, I don't even know where baggage claim was, but apparently you go that way. <laughs> um, then you, oh yeah, then you exit, and then there's an escalator that goes up. But then you want to like kind of cross this bridge and then go down an escalator because it takes you into like a different 
part, I guess. Like, there's, like, it must be a division point or something. In the, anyway, so that's where Timmy's was. So we had, um, I don't even know what I got. <laughs> I think I got a tea. I got a tea. That's what I got. Um, so we sat and we just chatted for, I don't know, about a half hour or so. Just kind of relaxing and just enjoying something warm. We learned each other's life stories and, uh, you know, what brought us to where and... I found out that he went to Budapest with his wife and she's very, she got really, really sick like three days in and uh, actually had to fly home. So he's like, yeah, so I basically did the rest of our vacation by myself, you know, which I mean, cool. <laughs> Good for him, I guess. Like he's like, yeah, I kind of feel bad not being with her, but you know, I, you know, you also don't want to waste a giant trip like that. Right. So like, I get it. Practicality. I get it. Um, <clears throat> So then afterwards, uh, we decided to make our way to this hangout area and walked for what felt like eons with, uh, to this gate 15, which basically looked like a refugee camp. And that's kind of what I was calling it because there were people sleeping on the benches, sleeping on the floors, um, like every, like jammed up their luggage as pillows and just like desperate attempts to get a few, you know, zoos in, you know, that kind of thing. And I looked, and Terry and I just literally walked around the area, and we're like, what? <laughs> I mean, in fairness, the, it was exactly what the uh, Air Canada reps were saying it was going to be, but nonetheless, I was just like, um, okay. But the thing is, is like, there were so many people in this place now that there were no more benches. I mean, people weren't sharing very well either. I'm like, if you just jam up your legs a little bit, then, you know, maybe I could sneak on this side of the bench, you know, like that kind of mentality. But, you know, nobody ever thinks of things like that. Um, so Terry's like, yeah, I, I can't, I can't sleep on the floor like that. And I'm like, yeah, and I don't blame you. And, and obviously there were not even chairs or anything like that. So he's like, I'm gonna look around, you know, like there were people kind of hanging out and semi-sleeping in other nooks and crannies, um, so he's like, I think I'm gonna go. I said, okay. And I only stayed because I really wanted to charge my phone. It was only, I mean, it was at 43%, so it wasn't that bad, but I really wanted to make sure, like, if this is my only opportunity to charge for a next little while, I wanted to make sure that I, I was at least you know, had a bit more reliable juice in my phone. So, <laughs> so I found there weren't as many plugs as I was hoping, but basically these people had kind of set up like rows, almost like pews, church pews of benches where they were facing each other. So there was a guy on one side and then this chick on the other side, both sleeping. And dude was snoring like crazy, but I was like, I need a plug. So here I am charging my phone. I'm just sitting like in between them very awkwardly. And um, the girl who was sleeping, she kind of rolled over a little bit and like opened her eyes just to see. And I'm just sitting there like twiddling my thumbs <laughs> awkwardly like, don't worry, I'm not going to steal your stuff, I swear. <laughs> and uh, she just kind of smiled at me. It was kind of fun. Um, I think I stuck around that area probably until I would say about 4.30 and then suddenly I'm like, oh, I really have to go to the bathroom, but I have no idea where they are. Well, okay. So, <laughs> so I really had to use the washroom and I saw the signs for it, but 
it was in the same area as security, like to re-enter. And then, this, I mean, this was my bad. I was tired, right? So it wasn't, it's not like I could see things properly or, or anything like that. But basically, I could have just turned the corner and, you know, walked a little bit. And then, boom, I could have used the washroom. But no, there was a, a desk for the Nexus users, um, kind of like right in front of it, in terms of my perspective anyway. So it looked like, and there was so many... Um, like taped off areas, uh, I don't remember what you call them, but it's, you know, like when you're kind of going through a lineup and they've got like the, um, plastic ribbon stuff anyway. So they had a bunch of that. So it looked like you had to go through security, which also doesn't make sense, but you know, when you haven't slept in almost 30 hours, you're, you're starting to believe anything, right? <laughs> so I thought for some reason I had to go through security in order to use the washroom. It wasn't until I was like almost at security when I was like, well, damn. <laughs> Realized, yeah, no, I very well could have used the washroom. I was not ready to enter security, but here I am entering security again. And so here's the, so the other lame thing is that um, as a photographer, I had a lot of tech in my bags, which means you have to can pull out everything out of your bag. Like, and so of course, so I had already had to do this already. But I, of course, by going through again, I had to do it again. So I'm constantly warning people. I'm like, sorry, photographer, I got a lot of crap. <laughs> so, so, you know, people wouldn't get too impatient with me. I, I think I use like four or five bins every time I have to go through TSA and stuff like that. It's so annoying. Anyway, because for those who don't know, like a laptop has to go in its own bin. It's weird. Um... And of course, I keep randomly getting selected for random checks and, and things like that. It's always a little annoying. Um, so, yeah, I get through, and I was allowed to go into the Maple Leaf Lounge. Uh, they opened at 5.15, and it was, like, close to 5, so I kind of wandered around a bit before I finally found the, the lounge. When I got in, it was uh, it was really really interesting. It was definitely a different um, experience for me because I've never flown like this, and because I didn't have to like this was a free upgrade for me, right? Um, so I got signed in. Like you literally just have to show them your boarding pass, and they've got well at the lounge that we were in in Toronto anyway, so they have um, club chairs, uh, dining areas, uh, all-you-can-eat food, basically they had breakfast just put out, like omelets and uh, yogurts and toast and um, fruit of different kinds, they had uh, some potatoes and sausage, you know, things, like, anything you wanted. They also had alcohol, too. Like, they had beer on tap and coffee up the wazoo. And, um, so, and after having not eaten, in, or at least not eaten a meal of any kind and quit some time, I was very excited to be able to enjoy this. Um, I also didn't want to get too much because I was really worried about uh, making myself sick. Uh, because I hadn't eaten very much in some time, and I was also very tired. So, I enjoyed that, got some work done. Uh, Terry came over, um, 
we didn't really chat a whole lot, uh, more just kind of uh, touch base of how, you know, what we did over the last couple of hours and stuff like that. It was nice for him to come and say hi, though. And um, I uh, kind of made a semi-friend with uh, somebody who was sitting across from me um, to talk about business and stuff like that. Uh, it was cool. It was a very, very interesting experience. Definitely much nicer than sitting around in the terminals, that's for sure. Like, you almost forget where you are, which is kind of cool. Um, you could sleep if you wanted, but I've, at this point I, w I had like, what, a third wave come around where I was tired, but not tired enough to sleep. I, I was just too anxious. I just wanted to go home, right? But I also was in the mentality of like, I'm going to crash on the plane. I'm just going to crash on the plane. Yeah, I didn't have time to crash on the plane. So, for starters, like, I showed up at the gate and then waited about, I don't know, 20 minutes. And then when we were boarding, and because I was in zone one, which is uh, the business class, I like I was really excited to be able to board before everybody else, pretty much. And it's it's interesting because it was certainly a different, it was a perspective, um, re reframing my my mind in terms of why people pay for this luxury. So, I get settled in, the seats are bigger, I mean, yeah, there are some things that I already knew, like, okay, so I've got more leg space, um, I got this bottle of water already ready to go for me. Um, what I didn't know, because they closed the curtain on the economy, holy smokes, they offer you a menu to start. You pick, you pick your lunch. So I had this parsley omelette with, um red skinned potatoes and this cheese sauce and like a bunch of other stuff and it had um a yogurt and a ciabatta bun and whatever drink I wanted, alcohol included, like all included in my ticket. Like I didn't have to pay anything and like I'm the kind of person who's like, I'm not paying eight dollars for a sandwich on a plane, like it's gonna taste like garbage because and, and in fairness they're actually not that bad anymore, but they used to be pretty horrible. Um, and it was good. It was actually good and hot. And I was like, wow, this, this is, this ain't bad, folks. <laughs> um, they gave it some time. They offered hot towel. Um, they had uh, a bowl. Like, they came around. They're like, oh, would you like some hot nuts? <laughs> like, an actual little dish of roasted almonds and cashews, and they were very warm, with another drink if I wanted it. Um, I just got, like, ginger ale, um, because I like drinking ginger ale on the plane, because it settles my stomach. Um, and I was just like, what is this? Like, this is crazy. So it was like a palate cleanser, and then they gave it another, um, like, maybe hour, and then they came around with a basket of snacks. Like, just straight up, like, chips, chocolate, like, chocolate of different kinds too like there was a huge variety and I was like what like this it it's so weird because like there's such simple things that just completely blew my mind like I had no idea that it was this type of service right and so you know I snagged probably the most expensive valued thing in the basket which was like lint chocolate and it was like a hefty bar too so I was like um yes and um, so, that was really enjoyable. I mean, much like economy, you get to enjoy some movies. Now, the only thing that I could make note of, um, first off, in business class we had iPads, which I'm like, okay, that's cool, because I get to watch movies, um, 
which are the same movies that Economy could watch, but um, they, they didn't have, like, the apps. Like, there was no TV option. Uh, sometimes I like watching, like, an episode of something, depending on what they have. I also like watching um, the maps. So, you know, like, this was a long flight from Toronto to Victoria, so I wanted to see, when I wasn't watching a movie, where we were. Um, and they didn't have that feature on the iPad, so that was a little like, oh, that's, that seems weird, but okay. And also, because the seats were so spaced out, I like having a window seat, and I ended up, strangely, with a window seat. And while they give you a pillow, which was cool, um, I also like leaning up against the window so I can try to sleep, but because of the spacing of the chairs, I actually had no room for that. Um, so I kind of dozed in and out, um, like, you know, like the head kind of hanging low and, you know, things like that, or your neck's kind of craned over to one side and just hurts like a mofo afterwards. Um, so... I kind of did that in and out, but you know what, honestly, I didn't have time to sleep because they were coming around with food so often. I almost missed my hot nuts. <laughs> uh, I, I actually, like, it was weird, like, weird timing. Like, I literally just, like, huh? Like, kind of just poked up a bit and looked over and saw that the lady was serving Buddy next to me the uh, his his drink and, and nuts, and I was like, oh. She's like, oh, do you, would you like some? I was like... Don't know what you're offering me, but hell yeah, I want it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was that was interesting. Uh, got off the plane and made it home okay. So now here's the other thing. Thankfully, not nothing bad, but there was a huge question for me um, about what was going to happen with my luggage. Now, they said when I was doing the booking, the rebooking rather, um that it was quote-unquote on hold for me and that it should it should end up with you oh god okay <laughs> so I had optimistic um, mentality about it like oh it'll come back with me but I was also you know I had set that expectation for myself like be aware that you may not get it you know so it wasn't like totally in that, oh yeah, I just have to pick up my luggage and go, and I was like, no, no, it, there's, a po there's a possibility it may not show up. Um, luggage always makes me a little nervous when it comes around, because you don't know, truly, if it's actually going to be there when you're doing connection flights. Like, if you're doing straight to straight, like, that's, that's fine, because it goes with you, but when you're doing connection flight, do you really know if it's going to come with you? Um, and, uh, after about 20-ish minutes, finally it showed up, and I was so relieved. And then I went home and slept. A lot. <laughs> because I really needed it. Um, so the, the kind of the, the roundabout of all of this, this extremely long story, I'm sorry, and thank you if you're still listening to this, um, is that a positive attitude results in positive reward. I went in with the mentality, um, with all, like, right from the beginning, like, okay, this sucks, but what's the point? What's the point of freaking out, blaming people, um, getting mad at somebody, you know, like, I have this kind of thought, like, 
in customer service too. I mean, thankfully having a retail background, I get it. And, and, and you know what, in some cases you have all the right in the world to be mad and angry, but never take it out on the human in front of you who's literally just telling you how things are in terms of like policy or, you know, sorry, I don't know, but I'm trying to help you. You know what, I'm glad you're trying to help me and I appreciate it. And with me doing these things, saying these things, reassuring this poor, poor lady, for example, who was exhausted, just as exhausted as I was, I'm sure, um, that, like, you know what, I just appreciate that you're doing what you can to help me, and being rewarded with, you know, even if it's an accident, you know, life has a funny way, right, of, of having coach, you know, being upgraded to business class, which... I definitely didn't need, but holy smokes, um, that was nice <laughs> and extremely appreciated. And it certainly, it certainly, um, accident or not, it certainly um, gave the rest of this trip or like that whole event made me feel a lot better. Like it's such a small thing, but I really felt much better afterwards. Like this is refreshing. This like they didn't have to do this. They could have very well be like, yeah, sorry, you paid for economy. I gotta put you back in economy. And that you know what? I well, that sucks, but I get it because that's what I paid for. Why should like it? It was the weather, so it's not like they messed up on anything. But for them to be like, you know what? Yeah, we we, we dangled this in front of you. We'll we'll still honor it. Like. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, and, you know, to have the lady kind of show me around and be like a personal personal rep, basically, for both Terry and myself, because Terry came along. <laughs> we waited for each other. It was cool. And, um, you know, just things like that. Um, patience definitely has its rewards. And, and kind of turning this into business-related I was having this, because these, these were thoughts that I had on my flight home and even a little bit afterwards as I was kind of reflecting about the trip and, and, and the flight in itself as well, that, I, you know, we work so hard for things that if we are patient, um, but also, <laughs> as an asterisk note here, but still work hard, <laughs> um, that patience pays off. Uh, we are rewarded for good, positive action and that appreciation and gratitude towards these things um, really makes a huge difference in, in not only your life but in other people's lives. I don't regret, yeah, no, I don't regret leaving that lineup to begin with. Yeah, I had to wait an extra hour and a half, two hours or something ridiculous, but I didn't like having those negative Nellies behind me yip-yappering about for the last hour was really dragging my own energy down and I'm like I can't do this you know but then the other group of people I had we were laughing we were cracking jokes the Georgia lady in front of me was so funny by the way that <laughs> um, at one point her like best friend came over and she went to give her a hug like Thanks for being a pal, like, and saving our spot while they all slept, by the way. Um, and so she's just like, mm-hmm, like, super accent-y. <laughs> um, 
like would not hug her back and I was just like mm, girl you know like simple things like that it was very entertaining <laughs> um you know, so, you know, we just had a, genuinely, we had a good time. It was nice to, you know, the fact that I knew, like, the lady from Ottawa was flying to L.A. to go see her husband. Like, we knew each other's life, life stories a bit. And Terry and I had this conversation, too. Like, he's like, you're basically, like, my 12-hour best friend. And I'm like, that's so weird. It's so weird how we, like, have these weird interactions that we only, I'll probably never see Terry again. But... You know what? I hope his wife feels better and that he made it home okay. And, you know, I guarantee you he thought the same thing for me in the sense that I made it home okay. Because he was, like, genuinely, you know, he came in even before he, like, he came in to check on me. Like, oh, hey, you're here. Cool. And then later, because he's like, oh, I'm going to go eat something, um, came to see me right before his flight left around 8 o'clock. So, you know, I still had to wait around for an extra couple of hours. Um, but he's like, oh, you know, it was a pleasure to meet you, and thanks for hanging out with me, and, and, and something that really made me feel, um, good was that he's like, I also want to thank you for your really, um, inspiring energy, and I really didn't know how to react to that, but he's like, you know what, you just had a really good presence, um, I appreciated your positivity and your lighthearted, um, lighthearted energy, basically. And I was just kind of, like, taken aback a bit, to be honest, but I was like, well, thank you. <laughs> like, um, so, again, that good, positive energy, being patient with the process, and, like, yeah, this sucks, but we're all in this boat together, you know, it paid off. I... You know, I, I, overall, I enjoyed myself. It was a very adventurous 12 hours. And do I want to do it again? No. But you know what? I'm fine with it happening the way that it did. And um, I enjoyed the, I enjoyed the experience. I liked learning about these new people. And it kind of got me a bit out of my element. And, you know, just kind of, you know, <laughs> there was um, the mom with the, uh, the young boy behind me. She's like, you ever seen that Tom Hanks movie? Uh, the one where he gets stuck in the airport? I was like, oh, the terminal. And she's like, yeah, I feel like we're living that right now. <laughs> and she was not wrong. <laughs> uh, especially as all the restaurants shut down for the night. That sucked. Anyway, I want to wrap this up and just say thank you for listening. Um, and uh, I'm sorry I missed last week, but I just... There was no energy or time to even conceive what I would talk about. And this week, I... I have a couple of things um, on like uh, podcasts, I, concepts on the go, but I was like, you know what? I really want to talk about this this week. And um, so I hope you don't mind my rambling series. Uh, next week, I'll be back to normal. <laughs> I've got something else planned, so it's okay. And as usual, if you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe for more and join us at karmadesigners.com slash manifesto for a free eco designer manifesto guide where we share our 10 secrets that have helped our success in creating an eco-conscious brand. You can check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Nested Green for everyday stuff. Thanks, guys.